Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Total Screamers podcast. Uh, my name is Jed, and today I'm joined by Billy. Say hello, Billy. Hello, mate. How are you? All good. Thank you, mate. All good. I'm joined by Paul. Say hello, Paul. Hi, Jared. How's it going? Very well. Thank you, mate. Uh, we are back for another Premier League review, uh, looking back at the weekend's fixtures. Uh, there's been some some good games, um, some not so good games. So we've got a few talking points in, and some games that we're probably going to slide over a little bit. Um, I just want to say before we do get into the uh, the bones of this podcast, uh, we are sponsored by Manscaped. Um, you can get 20% off at Manscaped using our code SCREAMERS20 uh, for all your male grooming needs. So if you're a particularly hairy fella uh, or you know a hairy fella and you decide that they need to uh, to do a bit of grooming, get onto Manscaped, use our code, and uh, jobs are good. Uh, we're going to start off with Liverpool, um, who beat Burnley 2-0 at home. Uh, Paul, as a Liverpool fan, I'll come to you. Um, any surprises about this result? Uh, no, not really, actually. Um yeah, it was kind of like, I was pretty confident going into the game. Um, and yeah, it was a pretty like run-of-the-mill game. They got, I think as soon as they got the goal, they like settled down a bit. And then, yeah, the second goal killed the game, basically. Um, there was like the one scare with Barnes' goal. When that went in, you're just like, oh, here we go back to last season. Like, can you have that fear? Because <laughs> like Burnley were obviously the ones who broke the like winning streak at home at Anfield. So uh there's always kind of that worry that something could happen. But yeah, they looked they looked really good. Like and having like uh Elliot starting and Simicast starting and like just they just looked like it was the best eleven they could have fielded. Um I think Van Dyke being back is huge. Like you saw his pass for the second goal. Like that was kind of what we were missing last season, just those balls that were like from halfway line into into attacking areas. So yeah, no, it was a it was a good win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Simicast you mentioned there got an assist as well, didn't he, with the the first mm. goal, the decent yeah, cross. Yeah. Um, from what I've seen, I didn't watch the game myself. I've seen the highlights though. Um, to me, it seemed like Liverpool were not always in control. Really, um, Billy, what are your thoughts on the game? Yeah, just echoing you two. Really, I was also unable to watch the game, but um, yeah, from watching the highlights, Simicast doing the FPL a, a, a solid with his assist <laughs> and a clean sheet, and also the bonus points as well. But um, yeah, just I always I was always confident that Liverpool would come away with the result here. To be honest with you, and it was no surprise when they did. Yeah, um, there you go. There's the the view of some people who haven't really watched the game. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, if you're a Liverpool fan or a Burnley fan, and you do want to hear the opinion of people who did watch the game, uh, you can check out our sister podcast, uh, Total Liverpool where Simo and the lads will be, uh, will be talking through that the game in more detail. But uh, to be honest, that's about all we can do for you on this podcast. <laughs> uh, Liverpool were, were good, as you'd expect. Burnley weren't good enough to beat them. Um, the one thing that I, I do say, well, 
that really stood out for me about this game, though, is that Sean Dyche not only played <laughs> a traditional 4-4-2, but he also played 1-11 to squad numbers as well, um, <laughs> which is just absolute peak Sean Dyche. I don't think it gets <laughs> any more Sean Dyche than that at all. Um, the only thing that could have made it more Sean Dyche was if every player on the pitch was English. Yeah, yeah, I was going to ask. <laughs> Were they not? <laughs> I don't think so. No, I think there might have been. It was, it was Chris Woods. He's, uh, New oh, Zealand. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. from New Zealand, yeah, didn't he? Woods. Yeah, always going to let the side <laughs> down. For Sean I bet Sean Dice can't wait till Chris Wood retires. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that Goodmanson as well. He's Icelandic, I think, oh, isn't yeah. he? Just the two, though. <laughs> <laughs> so close. Honestly, I, I I don't know when the last time it was that a side actually wore one to eleven in the Premier League. It was Charlton in. I want to say 97, 98, I think I, I heard on the commentary Madness. on Match of the Day or something, yeah. That's it, a great I, I, I find quite hard to believe, to be honest with you. Surely there must have been one team in these past 20, what, 23, 24 years that, <laughs> that have worn 1 to 11. But <laughs> I mean, obviously not other than Burnley. Weird. <laughs> Burnley are bringing fair it play, back. Yeah, fair play to <laughs> <laughs> Burnley are bringing it back um, and that's probably the only positive that they can really take from that game um, so, <laughs> sorry Burnley fans um, we're going to move on to uh, the next game of the weekend Villa 2 Newcastle 0 uh, Billy I'll come to you to start with this one um, as I, I do think that you like quite like Aston Villa a fair bit um, uh, yeah so, just uh, a bit could you, you not tell no? yeah no, no. Uh, talk, us, talk us through this one mate I mean, there's, there's not an awful lot to talk about, really. It was all doom and gloom kind of heading into the game. Well, from my perspective, anyway, it was just a massive question mark as to how we would play, who we would play with injuries, etc. But fortunately, uh, Douglas Louise came back into the side, which was much needed. We just needed that kind of stability and also passing ability in the middle. And John McGinn looked back to his old self as well, which is great to see. And also the 19-year-old Jacob Ramsey had a fantastic game in midfield. So I think going forward, that could kind of be our midfield three, really, because it worked so well against Newcastle. Still not up to a scratch for European football or anything like that by any distance. But yeah, Um then just just a couple of minutes in, Callum Wilson had a glorious chance one-on-one, didn't he? Yeah. And, yeah, with yeah. Callum Wilson, you you bet your house on him scoring those. Should have buried that. He really should have done. Yeah, fortunately <laughs> he didn't. But um, we made the most of it. I mean, the first half was a bit was a bit dull overall, to be honest with you, until the forty uh, eighth minute. When I mean, what what can you say about Sir Danny Ings? <laughs> I mean, what what a goal that was! <laughs> yeah, absolutely um, stunning goal, stunning goal. Yeah. See, like, obviously we've all seen the. The goal itself on the the highlights, mm-hmm. it's absolutely perfect, isn't it? Like the way yeah, he catches it, it it's just it's lovely. And I was I was talking to my dad, and it's like Ollie Watkins doesn't give you that option, and it's goals. It's yeah. so re- <laughs> <laughs> the option of an overhead kick. He he wouldn't try it. He would try and bring it down. <laughs> but it, it's just so refreshing to see it actually be for Villa for once. It's, it's it's always another team or going against us or something. But to have someone like Danny Ings who brings that kind of versatility to the team as well is really, really good for us yeah. to see. Um, and then moving on into the second half, obviously, we got a penalty dispatched by Anwar Al-Ghazi. I was a bit disappointed that it wasn't given to Danny Ings, but he, I mean, Al-Ghazi's got a 100% penalty record. You can't really take it off him, can you? And then... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that one was a bit weird for VAR as well. <laughs> it was Everything was going our way with, in terms of VAR. On it really did, didn't it? Like, every yeah, decision seemed like, to go, everything like seems to just come up Villa. <laughs> yeah, that header from Mings that obviously was onto LaSalle's arm. Like, no one, no, none of the players mm. really appealed for it. And then, like, a 30 to a minute of play, 30 seconds to a minute of play went on, and they were like, Oh, hang on, we'll actually have a look at this. And I mean, fortunately, uh-huh. it was a penalty. But yeah, it was, it was a bit weird how it kind of happened. And then uh, Amy Martinez clatters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And gets away with it as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, 
somehow, I mean, it was obviously offside. Some somehow it was offside with the new rules and that. But I mean, you heard Steve Bruce after the game; he was complaining about how it was like a toenail offside kind of thing. But even with the leniency, there's always going to be that toenail decision, no matter how lenient it gets. Like, there's always going to be that that those one or two. Fortunately, it turned into Villa's favour. But yeah, I think the jump, the double jeopardy stopped it from being a straight red. In all honesty, but yeah, I mean, it was already thing, offside now. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. So it, it, it was offside. Yeah, but it wasn't given of, because, uh, Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. But God, Jed. <laughs> so, yeah, I was just going to say it was. It was like 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 you say, it was fraction offside. The centre mm. forward actually running through. Was it Wilson that was offside himself? Yeah, yeah, it was not on the end of the ball. Um, yeah. Martinez came out to the edge of the box and just absolutely clattered him. Um, the best, the best so. thing about it was Martinez saying that he didn't touch him. I'm one of the most biased people you'll know, and yeah, I was like, "Come on, you clattered him. You do that. You do that on the street, and you yeah, get in ten years." Honestly, like he was, he his head, his he sort of caught Callum Wilson's head with his thigh, didn't he? Like he was that high up. Coming to, I mean, take, to was, try and claim that ball, too far right? Off. <laughs> it was quite like it could be considered a, a dangerous bit of play. Like if that it was, it was obviously a penalty. If that wasn't offside, like it was. Oh, like abso- absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. But like, like we said, I mean, the decisions just seem to come up Villa's way. I thought the Villa's penalty, it did to me. You know, obviously, I've only seen the the highlights, but when you look at it, his arm does seem to be in an unnatural position. I think that's what mm. they've given it for. But then again, he's also only about four yards away from where the ball was being played yeah. onto him. <laughs> So he's kind of just like, you know, bunched up trying to just block it. Um, so, I mean, it's a little bit harsh. But I think probably for Newcastle, once Callum Wilson missed that chance early on, they probably yeah. would have been like, this ain't going to be our day. Because, you know, yeah, Callum Wilson doesn't those miss those, does he? He just yeah, doesn't he, miss those. Yeah, I think Fortunately, he, he did. Unfortunately, yeah. we got the win, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, much needed win for Villa after their oh, definitely, you know, yeah. opening day defeat. Uh, it, Paul, it, do you have any was, thoughts on the game? Sorry. No, I was just going to say that, like, two, just two games in, it almost kind of already felt like a must-win in a way because we're going into Brentford next week, who newly promoted side, they're going to be well up for it again. Mm. And then after the international break, we've got a tough run of fixtures with Chelsea, Everton, United as well, I think. So just to get points on the board going into that Brentford game next week. So you've got some kind of momentum to hopefully get three points next week as well. Yeah, it's important when you're going to be fighting for survival as well, ain't it? So. Yeah, I was going to ask Billy. Really, you're saying kind of scared. Are you worried? <laughs> to be honest with you, it's it's like I like I was talking about earlier and on the previous pod. You just don't know how we're going to play yet. We've still got Watkins out. Leon Bailey wasn't even in the squad as well. I there's just question marks over to how we're going to play this season, and that's something that excites me and worries me at the same time. If you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's it's one of them, ain't it, where you just need to sort of settle into the season. Like you said, I think mm. your whole outlook on the season could change if, you know, depending on how these next few results go. Because if you pick up some good, you know, a good bit of momentum going into the international break, then you come back full of confidence. If you're still needing a win by that point, then exactly, yeah. you know, you're in danger of, of getting sucked in and, and staying down there. Um, so, yeah, interesting times for Villa. Um, moving on to the next game, we're probably not going to spend too much time on this one. Um, Palace nil, Brentford nil. Um, anyone got any thoughts on that? I didn't watch it, mate, to be honest with you. <laughs> I was oh. watching the more important game. <laughs> I think it was important for uh, Villa, or sorry, Palace to get a point at least. Um, like you said, yeah, at the start of the season, a lot of these clubs, they don't really know what's going to happen with their form. Like Villa, like mm-hmm. Palace, I think people are a bit worried with Vieira taking over that it could turn into like a divorce situation where he just like loses mm. his first seven games or whatever. <laughs> so at least he's got the point. And then, yeah, like, yeah, I heard Zaha had, had a bit of a moment in the game as well, where he just lost the plot a bit. Um, That's so, just an average yeah. Saturday for Wilfred Zaha. You would too, if you were getting kicked every week, but yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> it just, it's just like, so, it's just so funny, I think, how like five seasons later we're still here talking about Zaha being their best player. I mean, like, <laughs> nobody else wants him. Yeah. What happened? Like, what what happened there? What? How did he sort of 
I'm not exactly sure. I just uh, saw Vieira saying like that's kind of he just needs to kind of rein it in on that side of his game. I think he just retaliated like nothing Uh, major. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is he not used to getting fouled by now, though? (laughs) To be fair, I I genuinely don't think I've seen Zaha play football with a smile on his face. <laughs> uh, he's he's that angry all the time. It's his job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's that Ooh, angry all the time. Work on a Saturday, yeah. <laughs> I just got to get his weekends off. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a it's a good point for uh, for both sides. To be honest, mm. um, I think for Brentford, obviously, you know, any points for them this season, especially at this stage, are good points. And uh, going away from home, you know, to Palace, which it's not exactly an easy place to go. Um, you know, on their day, Palace can be quite a good side. So I think it's a good, a good point for them. And Palace obviously needed to get off the, the board as well um, after their defeat on the opening day. So um, yeah, it seems like a decent point for both teams. The only uh, real sort of talking point I can recall from watching the highlights was uh, Conor Gallagher hit the post from about four yards out, um, <laughs> which doesn't. It sounds like it was an easy chance. It was quite difficult, but he beat the keeper, which makes it all the more worse. He sort of He's, he's on the edge of the six-yard box, lifts the ball over the keeper and it hits the post and sort of comes out across the goal, um, oh, okay. which is really <laughs> unfortunate, to be honest. It looked like when you see it, you're like, how's he missed that? But, it, yeah, difficult chance. It's one um, of those that looks easier than it was kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But then also, I think hitting the post from there is probably quite difficult to do if you tried it again. <laughs> right? It probably would score if you tried again. Um, so it's one of them, you know, it's that kind of like fine margin that... You know, those games hinge on, don't it? And but I don't think um either of the teams would have been disappointed with the point there. Uh, so we're gonna move on to the next game, a bit more of an entertaining one. Uh, Leeds to Everton two. Um the sort of scoreline we were expecting, I think, from this game. Um because with Leeds, you know, you can always pretty much guarantee entertaining football. Um uh, this to me seemed like quite an entertaining game. Um Paul, you got any thoughts on this one? Yeah, there was a. This was a great game, actually. Some, I think, all the goals are pretty good. Like even the penalty, mm-hmm. Lewin smashing. Um, yeah, just to say on that penalty, I was thought Var did very well because that was kind of the same as you were saying, Billy. The player kind of went on up for that long, for like thirty seconds, and then yeah. they went back to it. And your man, I don't know who it was, who the defender was, but he's oh, it was your man? Who's the guy? The centre Liam Cooper. Yeah, just pulling it shirt, and you're just like, yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, the you thing know, is, you know, the thing, is that, <laughs> the thing is, in that scenario, if Calvert Lewin could have got to the ball, then you know that he would have tried to make an attempt for the ball. Like that, that yeah, close yeah. to goal, yeah, yeah. he's he's going to try and get to the ball no matter what. And the fact that he was, he just fell down, it yeah. kind of kind of proved how strongly back he was held, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think the, yeah. the thing for me with that is the uh, first viewing, like in real time, it does look a bit soft. I think it's just the way yeah. he goes down. Yeah, exactly. Um, it counts against but, him. But then when you see, when you look at the replay, you're like, oh yeah, he's, he's all over him. Like, it's, mm. it's a blatant penalty. Uh, yeah, I think they got that one right, like you said, Paul. They did well there. The VAR. Um, yeah, and then this is like I was going to say the second time with the uh, the Leeds goal, Michael Keane just. Having a bit of a mare yeah. again. I think that's the second yeah. week in a row. Um, <laughs> and it's just like led directly to the goal. It was a nice finish though as well. Nice build of play. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think a draw was probably yeah deserved for both teams. Um, neither team should have lost. But yeah, Everton, Everton look really good. Like I've never seen Demario Gray actually play. You never really see him play like from the start ever, actually. But yeah. this game he was unreal and his finish for his goals class as well. Yeah, so, yeah Everton I, I... looking pretty strong. That's one thing I picked out from it as well. Damari Gray obviously took his goal really well. Um, do you think that this is probably going to be like the season where he finally establishes himself at a team? Because he's been around for quite a while now and, and never really sort of broken in anywhere um, at places where you probably would have expected him to, like Leicester. Um, do you reckon this is, you know, it's going to be a, a good move for him? Yeah, like I think from how, he's, how he played that game, and Benitez actually starting him. So he obviously has some faith in him. Um, mm. And yeah, if he's smart about it, he'll listen to Benitez. And I don't see any, like, it can only be himself holding him, holding himself back, really. Because, um, yeah, he has the, clearly has the talent. Like, he had, I guess he had a lot of space, um, like, to go at the Leeds defence. But yeah, it'll be obviously good for him if he 
kind of gets around the team and people can see what he can actually do because up to now yeah as you said he's it's just been like a bit of hype i guess not much but it was always that way oh like here comes gray he's gonna make an impact but mm. i don't know what was the story with lester no one really fancied him to play play from the start yeah well hopefully it works out for him um billy what are your thoughts on this game um, just the same as you two, to be honest with you. Fairly open game, as as always with Leeds. Um, I thought Calvert-Lewin dispatched his penalty perfectly. And one thing about that penalty, actually, is the bloke trying to distract him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just found that hilarious. And the, fact, the fact that he scored such a good penalty as well and then just ran off and shushed the crowd is oh. brilliant. That bloke is, is amazing. Like <laughs> the, the, he's waited so long. He's been like fifteen odd yeah. years or something, probably longer than fifteen years to see another Premier League game at Ellen Road, and yeah, <laughs> that is his, his, <laughs> his defining moment. Just yeah, with just his belly out, show the grandkids that one. <laughs> just rubbing his belly as if that's going to put Calvert Lewin off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Calvert Lewin. Uh, he's from Sheffield, isn't he? Well, he's he's never going to. Like miss a penalty he's, at Ellen Road. I think he's got a Scouse accent. Is I'm he, pretty. I'm from, pretty sure it's an Evertonian. I thought he was. No, from he's Sheffield. not. He's from Sheffield. Is he? Something like oh, that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. He, I'm pretty sure he was at um, the Sheffield before he went to uh, Sheffield United before he went to Everton. He might have been there, but um, where was? Where did he grow up? Grow up? Sheffield. Sheffield. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the surrounding area. <laughs> Confirmed. Really. All right. Well. Yes. <laughs> That's why. That's why it means a lot to him to score at Ellen Road, I think. Um, so that, that that geezer with the, <laughs> the belly out is never <laughs> going to work. Um, he's not even behind the goal. Like, he's, he's to the right. No, no, he's, yeah. goal, like. he's not even in his eye line. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's never going to see him. <laughs> oh, absolutely amazing. Um, I did I did think that the, the Leeds equaliser as well, the second one from Rafinha, what a finish that was. Oh, as well. it was a yeah. great strike. Um, right from the edge yeah. of the box. Great goal. Um a fair point, like Paul said, I think neither team probably deserved to lose mm. that one. Um, so we're going to move on to uh, a drubbing at the Etihad. <laughs> um, Manchester City 5, Norwich nil. Is anyone really surprised that Norwich is it, got absolutely uh, turned over here? <laughs> isn't this like the third time it's happened to them? Like in, <laughs> something like su- that, yeah. In successive like, seasons when they've been in the Prem or something. It's just... <laughs> it's just, it's, yeah. just like, it's like the norm for Norwich, isn't it? Is it worth playing yeah. the game? Nor- Norwich, yeah. Norwich fans just go for a day out. I'm confident, like they just go for the the trip to. Match That's it. the thing. I was I was watching uh, match of the day, and the commentator said something like, "Oh, it's going to be a long trip back for these Norwich fans." And I was just thinking, these Norwich fans know exactly what they're getting themselves into. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're, you know. they're not going there to watch their team win. They're going there exactly just for the day out and. To support them, I suppose. <laughs> if I'd have been, if I'd have been, I'd be really surprised if Eddie Norwich fan was turning up at the Etihad thinking we might nick, nick a point here, or something. you know what I mean. Like even yes, yes, Man City lost last weekend, and you know they were outplayed by Spurs at times. Norwich aren't you know good enough to do that. <laughs> so yeah, Norwich, never, Norwich never have ever Timo Pukki, not Young Min Son. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It was never ever going to go their way. Um, yeah. Sorry, Norwich fans. I mean, we're probably like losing uh, a lot of Norfolk-based listeners at this point, <laughs> um, but I don't care because you're never going to go and beat Man City. <laughs> yes, yeah. To be honest with you, I think they, they. I would like to think that they're agreeing with us. <laughs> <laughs> even even the most upbeat Norwich fan surely will be sitting here going, "Yeah, yeah." Deep down, <laughs> you know, you know what's going to happen. The tie of the Norwich City fan base. Where are you? <laughs> Let's be having you. Uh, Jack Green scored a wonder goal uh, as well. So Brighton Watford, the goal. next one, yeah. <laughs> he's still not over it, Jeff. I know. I know. He's still not over. He'll never be over it. I think. I don't think Billy will ever be over seeing Jack Grealish wearing a Man City shirt. Uh, but he, he's on the. To he's be honest the, with you, I'm just. Gl- I'm just glad that he made himself look stupid celebrating in such a manner. <laughs> <laughs> oh the way he celebrated was genuinely like he scored a 40-yard screamer or something. He didn't even mean for the ball to end that's up a, there. That's a bit harsh on Norwich, mate. I mean, they are a Premier League <laughs> side. <Yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> I'm sure they don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sort of bounced off him, didn't it? Um, like, oh, to be honest, a couple of Man City goals were well taken, but I mean, you know, what what can we really say about this game? It was very one sided. Everybody was expecting it to be one sided. You know, nobody really is is bothered about you know any particular analysis of this one because we all know how good City are. We all know that Norwich, you know, are just a newly promoted side, so. It's always going to go that way. They've spent, what, like a, a billion pounds under Guardiola or something. And that's just under Guardiola. Like, so far. To, to beat Norwich, to beat Norwich 5-0. And apparently they need a striker. Like, <laughs> oh, come on. Like, what's the point? Yeah, but you can't, you can't base anything against a game against Norwich. Like, yeah, exactly. Basically, they don't need... Yeah, they don't need Harry Kane to win the league, though, do they? But they don't need Jack thing. Grealish when, to win the league. When you watch no. City against these cr- rubbish teams, they always look unbelievable, and that's then they they hammer the easy teams, no problem. It's against the better teams where they need Harry Kane or like because they can't rely on Jesus to like yeah or Ferran Torres. They, they won it last year without him. Well, they had Aguero last season. He's he scored how many? <laughs> it was only a handful. No, I know that, but yeah, but like still, you're not going to replace Aguero. You're just going to let Jesus stay and be the main man. I mean, I th- they should have got Danny English really, shouldn't they? And just left it at that. But... They missed a trick. I think yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> <laughs> it would have been an interesting move, to, to, be, to be fair. Like, Danny English probably would have scored about 40 goals up front for Man City. To be fair, I, I saw people, like Man City fans, say, like, halfway through the window, when even when, like, the Grealish and Kane saga was going on, that they would genuinely be happy with just someone like Danny Ings signing for them. Because they don't need anyone else. <laughs> they nah. just don't need anyone else. Stick 30 million on the table for Danny Ings and be done with it. But, oh well, he scores bicycle kicks for Villa now, so won't see me complaining. <laughs> until he moves, right. that is next season. Yeah, no until, comment. He, until he moves, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we're going to move on. Because we're all bored of Man City now. Um, <laughs> Brighton, Brighton to Watford nil. Um, solid win for Brighton. On I think. What are your thoughts on this one, Paul? The return of Shane Duffy. We've all been waiting <laughs> for it, and he scores a header. Good header uh, as well, to be fair. Oh, it was an unbelievable header. I st- Very well there was a lot of talk, yeah, about it, how he's back. But I don't know if you saw any of his games for Celtic. I saw a few highlights last season and. The mistakes he was making, you're just like, he's never playing in the Premiership again. So. <laughs> Fair play to him for coming back. Um, yeah, it was, it, I don't know, with Watford, it just seems to be like that one, yeah, just one week there, good, and the next week, you just don't know what to expect. And there was, this is a case of that again. Um, they kind it's of probably Villa that just made them look like Man City, to be fair. It was just probably yeah. how shit we were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could easily be so. Yeah, they shot themselves in the foot with the with the second goal as a stupid yeah, mistake really to the back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I don't know. Yeah, they're just. I'd say to be a fan of Watford is just going to be a frustrating season. I guess they'll change manager at some point. Have a good <laughs> run. Yeah, yeah, go yeah, two or three or times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what's really disappointing me about Watford at the moment is that uh, Ben Foster doesn't appear to be their number one anymore. Um, I know <laughs> because his his GoPro videos were amazing last season. Like they'd be they're, proper they would good be in class. the prem, yeah, they? in the prem with the fans back, they'd be class. Um, it's a real shame that he's not actually getting a game at the minute. Because although to be yeah. fair, he is like nearly forty now, so yeah, can understand why. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. um, can't you just give the camera to the other keeper? <laughs> That's what I was thinking, but surely the, the other keepers just saying no or something because. It's just in the back of the goal. Like, what's the what's the big deal? Unless it's the Premier League stopping him, maybe. I don't know. Mm, maybe, yeah. It's a bit of a shame. It but, is a um, real shame. Yeah. I mean, like I say, that's the, the main thing that is disappointing me about Watford at the minute. Um, I wouldn't really expect them to go and win against Brighton. Uh, I think I did actually say on the, the preview pod last week that I thought Brighton were going to win this one so I'm glad that that oh, happened well done um, well I done actually done. got one right <laughs> yeah I think I said I think I said 2-1 but close enough um, <laughs> <laughs> no you predicted really City to beat Norwich as well didn't you oh yeah yeah and Liverpool to beat Burnley yeah do you know what I mean I do that every week yeah yeah I mean I'll, I'll claim that as a victory yeah um, 
<laughs> going to go and put the lottery on now, boys. Uh, <laughs> uh, Billy, what are your thoughts on this one? Um, similar to the honest video, it seems like the XG curse has disappeared from Brighton. I think they're actually ahead rather than behind on expected goals at the minute, which is rare and nice to see, um, especially after bigging <laughs> Graham Potter up so much. But, I mean, we're only two two games in, so... But, yeah, I, I've always thought sit, from the beginning of this season that Brighton would be a tough team to play against like they were last season. But I think they'll actually start getting more results this year, which I think we're already starting to see. And like I said, I think they... They've certainly got enough to finish in the top 12, maybe the top 10 with the type of teams that are there now might be a bit too much. But I certainly don't see why they can't go and get um, top 12. I think they're playing some really nice football. And I mean, if Neil Mope keeps on scoring two and two for him now, certainly stand a chance, don't they? Absolutely, yeah. I think it's it's about time that they they did get the best out of their centre forwards after last season as well. You know, mm. having so many chances and and not scoring. Um, I, I really like Brighton. You know, I think we all do on 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 this podcast. We're all secret Brighton fans because they play really good football <laughs> and um, they 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 seem to be a like a very good unit as well. They work hard, um, mm. and we all like Graham Potter as well. I think he's gonna gonna go on to bigger and better things at some point. Um, yeah. You know having been successful with Brighton. Um, Mopé's goal was really well taken. It was a gift from, mm. you know, a Watford mistake, but he still had to finish the chance and, and he, he finished it. <laughs> yeah, you say a Watford a mistake, goal. though. It was really good work from Bissouma to anticipate yeah, it, it was, and then to, yeah, to get there yeah, yeah. in front of it, him. It, it was, yeah. But, I mean, this, the centre-half should be alive to that, I think. Oh, Watford, absolutely, least, yeah. Where's the absolutely. man on the shot? Yeah, you know, where's, where's the man on show? You can do that at Sunday League. You can do that at Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> you should have just hoofed it up the pitch. Get rid. <laughs> but uh, I think the Brighton, like I say, I always fancy them to win this one. Um, hopefully, it will be a, a positive season for them because they're a good addition in the in the Premier League. I think um, we're going to move on to Sunday's games. Uh, first of all, Southampton won, Manchester United won. Um, a poor result for United, really, after their opening day win. Um, everyone, myself included, expected them to go and turn Southampton over here as well. And I thought Southampton gave them a half decent game. United were in control, probably should have won the game, but Southampton seemed to um, to press them and worry them at times, which is is what they're all about. Um, do you watch this game, Billy? I did, yeah. Um, I thought that the Southampton goal was very lucky. Another yeah. day, another day that just bounces off Fred and either goes wide or just bounces elsewhere, other than the back yeah. of the net. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, to me, for me, the United lineup was a bit strange. I think after how well uh, Greenwood played down the middle last week against Leeds. I was really surprised to see him out wide and with Martial down the middle, but I suppose Ollie and his PE teacher ways decided that it was better to to better <laughs> better to go for Martial, which clearly didn't work for him. So yeah, but yeah, I I think I said on the preview pod as well that I thought that it was going to be another Leeds esque scoreline. But fair play to Southampton, they got the point and I don't know if they they continue playing like that. They may not go down. <laughs> I think Adam Armstrong's a <laughs> I think Adam Armstrong's a really positive player for them. He looks like a really good striker, like he was in the championship last season, getting so many goals for Blackburn. But yeah, just uh, just surprised overall, really, with the result. Yeah, I thought Armstrong had a really good game. To be fair, um, their goal came against the run of play when it did go in. Um, and like you say, it was a massive slice of luck about it. But they they did well to win the ball back in the first place. Um, yeah. I think Fred was caught napping on it. Um, was it Fred? Got I'm, I'm not sure, and then, but and Fred of, had an awful game anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he had a really bad game. There was a couple of nice passes then, and then obviously the, the shot got deflected in. Mm. Um, but like I say, against the run of play, United really should have put the game to bed. You know, if... If they could have created more, um, they seem to have a lot of possession and no end product. Uh, Paul, what what was your thoughts on this game? Did you watch it? Uh, yeah, like it's just it's same, isn't it? With the United, it was funny. Like last last week, they get bigged up so much, and then it's just back to this. And it's <laughs> if you're a United fan, like it's just 
you'd have to laugh. It's just so like predictable now. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you said, they had more possession, like six percent, and then more shots and everything. They, it seemed like they just dominated the game, but just didn't really make any clear cut chances. And then, mm. but I think, yeah, like it's just so. It's just so that random lad on Twitter to say Ollie's a PE teacher and think it's funny, but like <laughs> it's just getting to that stage where who thinks he's going to win the league? Like I just <laughs> do any United fans think he's the main man to win the league? And like he's starting Madich, and you're just like, did Madich not retire like five seasons ago? Yeah, it's he just... was well off the pace, wasn't he? <laughs> but why is he playing? Like you're playing Southampton. Yeah, he well, yeah. he really should be. He really should be playing in Turkey or somewhere at this point, shouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. Don't be signed for Fenerbahce. I saw a really interesting tweet um, after this game. It was a Man United fan saying that they're, you know, they're never going to win the league with that midfield that they've got and they should be investing more in the midfield. And someone had replied to it like, well, if you look how much he spent on all of those midfielders, barring McTominay, who came through the academy. Like they've spent yeah. probably about over two hundred million on centre midfielders, like, and yeah. that's still the but, you know, still an issue, yeah. isn't it? Like, so it's where you know where's the problem? And I think the problem is most likely Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Um, like, why but, is Matic starting ahead of McTominay? Like, yeah, unless it was a fitness brand. thing or like, something, maybe I don't yeah. know. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe surely, is, surely the only reason. Surely you would have thought yeah. so because he. Ollie likes that McTominay and Fred partnership yeah, enough so yeah. for some reason, doesn't he? But then he brings them on. But yeah. So Yeah, it's, it's like, bizarre, just bizarre squad yeah. selection, I, I think, from Ollie. I, I find it a bit bizarre that, that Sancho hasn't started yet as well. I think if you spend, you know, seventy five million on a million on a player and you keep him on the bench for the opening two games, like yes, there may be a question of fitness, obviously he was at the Euros, etc. But you know, he's a young lad. He's a professional footballer, and you just spent seventy five million on him. Yeah. Like, is he going to yeah. sit on the bench all season? Like, yeah. and he, I mean, he know. did with Donny Van der Beek, didn't he? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's just really it's, that's it's really strange to me because Sancho's such a good player. Like, he's he's so if he's creative. Yeah, you're right. You yeah. would have thought that that he should really be in the starting lineup. Obviously, it's still early days, but you know, you do. If kind you of think he's worth it, you know, yeah, you exactly. play him now. If you think he's worth seventy five million, you'd be like. He's one of our best players. He yeah. has to play. Exactly. No matter. Exactly. Like, he's your marquee signing of the transfer window. I mean, uh, yeah. him and, and Varane. And obviously Varane, you know, is, is going to get played at centre-half anyway when he's up to match fitness. So you, you would have thought that, that he starts. Uh, I, you know, I'm hoping that he does because I'd really hate for a player like Sancho to go there and sit on the bench all season. You know, and To be honest, yeah. I, I just find it funny after all the hype, if I'm being perfectly honest. <laughs> it would be it would be but then also at the same time like you've got a really good young English talent there that needs like yeah. you know needs to be playing because he could be amazing um, yeah it was a strange decision um, and you know hopefully we see more of him I, I thought that Paul Pogba was excellent in the build up for the uh, United equaliser though in fairness yeah. to him he, he uh, looks like the he looks like Paul Pogba now doesn't he if you know what I mean yeah, he looks he, like that. He like he like does. a proper proper player, and he does. five assists two games into the into the season is just insane. I think in him in him and Fernandez they've got two players who you know on their day can be unplayable. Um, yeah, it's whether you know it's whether they turn up. Um, mm. I thought Fernandez had a pretty average game to be honest, um, but then again, like you know, they didn't get any penalties, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's really that's the thing with Fernandez. It'll be, av- be average until there's a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy that because uh, I felt I felt really good that I didn't have him in my fantasy team on the opening weekend. Uh, I went for Salah <laughs> instead. I'm just happy that I didn't have him because I feel like Salah's probably more consistent, even though he didn't score you know, at the weekend. Um, I think I made the right choice. So <laughs> time will tell. I mean, um, the right choice would have been having both of them, to be honest. Yeah, well, you know, you know. I'm 32nd in Spain, okay? <laughs> Long way to go yet, Billy. Um, That's very true. <laughs> we're going to move on to uh, the Nuno derby at Molyneux. Wolves nil, Spurs won as uh, a final score. I, I can't lie, um, didn't watch this one, so I've only seen the highlights. Um, thoughts on this, Paul? What did you think of the penalty given? Um, 
I thought I was going to say that. I thought it was a bit dodgy. I thought like he kind of just did the old usual. I'll throw my legs into the goalkeeper sort of job, and because there was a bit of like, yeah. oh, those penalties won't be given this season, and then it was given, and yeah, he scored it. My, I don't my know. first thought was that it was a penalty, to be honest. Yeah. I have to say, yeah. at first glance, you look at it, you're like, yeah, the keeper's, the keeper's come for the ball and missed than yeah. the player. But, yeah, yeah, that was my first instinct. But Deli Ali scoring the penalty, obviously, with Kane on the bench. Um, is this the season that Deli Ali sorts himself out? I think he could be, yeah. Why not? <clears throat> I think he was, he ran the most out of any player last week, I think, didn't he? And, I thought he had an excellent game last week. I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch this game. Don't know the penalties cool you're on about. Obviously, I know that he scored. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I'm just happy for him, to be honest with you. I, I like seeing these players, like, kind of rejuvenate their careers, like you've seen with, um, like, Luke Shaw and Phil Jones to a certain extent. But I think I could do a job next to Ruben Diaz for Man City. Um, Phil, yeah. Jones. Phil Jones? <laughs> Oh, John, John Stones. Stones. <laughs> oh, potato, potato. You knew who I was on about. <laughs> me, me and Paul and Emma both like, what? Yeah, I was like, what? Oh, like, it's been a long day. It's been a long day. It's been a long day and he's Yeah. It's been a long day and he's off to Newcastle. Leave me alone. But yeah, De- Deli Alley's going to have a good season this season, unless he gets injured. <laughs> Phil Jones for England. I don't know, Phil Jones. <laughs> He's off to Newcastle, which would be one of the most Steve Bruce signings you've ever seen. <laughs> I think he'd do a good job at Newcastle. He's, there, he's the sort of comedy Newcastle defender, isn't he? <laughs> so I, think, I think he'd fit quite well. He can't that. do much worse than what they've got, to be fair. <laughs> I can't believe you mixed up John Stones and Phil Jones. Yeah, I, I mean, listen to the names, man. It's a, it's a letter. Or basically the same person. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, the penalty. The penalty. If you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gone, boys. Uh, the penalty. If you were wondering, was a foul on a Spurs player inside the box. I figured um, that one out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was I, like captain, um, I can't remember who got fouled, but the goalkeeper sort of came out Dally. to challenge him. It, it was Ali? Yeah, you see, I think so. He came. He came. Keeper come out to challenge him and just sort of. The ball got nipped away from him and and he took the player. Um, My first instinct was that it was a penalty, to be honest. Um, uh, From watching the highlights, it seemed like Wolves actually uh, played quite well. Um, They had a couple of decent chances and uh, unfortunately, Adama Traore is is just not composed in front of goal. He (laughs) He just has no composure. Yeah, It's just like he he paces his way through everything and then he gets one-on-one with the keeper and just crumbles. Always been the same yeah. with the Damatrio, right? Yeah, it's, it's, he must like he, for the for being such a strong player, like physically, he must have the the weakest legs, like jelly legs. Whenever he gets in front of goals, it's really <laughs> weird. They, there was like a couple of I don't know how you could call his legs jelly legs for God's sake. You see them? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, yeah, good, Adama, but... if you're listening, I'm sorry. Please don't come for me. Because um, <laughs> I won't be able to will be there him. in ten seconds. Yeah, I will not be able to outrun him. <laughs> <laughs> I played football on Wednesday and my legs still hurt and it's now Monday <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah um, yeah he had a, he had um, a brilliant chance though like one on one clean through yeah it was unreal straight at Larissa's legs he, it was like he didn't really know what to do I think he'd never it was like, kind of like he'd never been in the position before he made no yeah, angle but, but he, he like definitely still right has front. But yeah 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 <laughs> It's so funny, like it's like he could have even took it round him. Like he's got the pace to take yeah. the ball round the goalkeeper, and he's got the strength he's to hold the keeper yeah. off as well. If he, if he, he bobbled it, I think. Big yeah, hundred percent. But he, he did look like um, he was causing Spurs a few problems. Though there was one chance that he sort of made himself, where he just bullied Tanganga oh, yeah. off the ball. Yeah, yeah, and then pulled it back. That's and not an easy job either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Jimenez put it over the bar. Um, but it's a shame because it would have been nice to see him score. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I've just seen today Spurs won Trey Yeah. Mm. Do you know what? I think actually, wouldn't be he? Being, bottle, yeah. being a bottler. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, uh, that's not where I was going with it. I mean, I think it'd be a no, good no, start. I know like... <laughs> <laughs> that's where you won't go with it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he would be, I think he'd do well at Spurs. I think he, um, 
with their counter-attacking style, yeah. I think he'd sit them down to the ground, to be honest with yeah. you. I, st- I still don't think that's the area of the pitch that they need to strengthen in. Yeah, not at I all. mean, they've played two, they haven't conceded, so maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> maybe they're very solid at the back. Um, but, you know, um, Harry Kane made a substitute appearance. I think he got like 20 minutes at the end. Um, had one chance. 20 for... seconds? No, he had, he had both. He, he came on in the 91st minute. minute, I think, didn't he? Did he? I thought I he think came on so. earlier than that. Oh, I'm not sure. I thought he I came on for, he came for on. a bit more. I thought he'd come on for a bit more time than that. Um, he had one chance that he didn't really look interested in. Um, <laughs> you, you can tell that he is, his mind is is clearly made up. Like He wants to leave that club. There's, there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to leave this window. You heard it here first, yeah. folks. He's going. Well, he's, he's going. He, he's going. Yeah, I think. Oh, I, I don't know. It all depends on Daniel Levy, doesn't it? Whether he wants to sell him or not. Well, if, yeah. Like, I don't think anyone. Really the thing wants is, to if sell him, if, like, if he runs it down until the end of the window, then it's going to be impossible to bring anyone in because prices will go up. Mm-hmm. So same with the Grealish situation. Like the price will instantly go up at least 30, 40%. And yeah. It's going to be impossible to bring in a replacement. That's why I'm so glad that Villa, or why we did do ours early. And we said to Man City, look, wait until, <laughs> wait until we've got these players in and then we'll give you the green light to get everything done. Which is, <laughs> I really, I happened. really thought you were going to say that you were glad that, that Grealish left Villa then. <laughs> oh, he's only on Bailey, is he? Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Paul. What do you reckon? Is uh, is Jack Grealish? Uh, sorry, is, is Harry Kane destined to leave Tottenham this window? I'm not sure if you remember this, but I think on the last part of last season, I said he wasn't wasn't going to go, and uh, I think he will go. He probably will, won't he? But Billy makes a good point. Like they're about like Tottenham are fucking themselves over, really, aren't they? If they yeah, the way they're dragging it out, like they obviously want, they obviously. I think actually Spurs. It seems like Spurs are going to keep them, like the way they're kind of playing it yes, out now. As well, yeah. Like mm. why? Like what are their? What are the reason would they be doing this? Because like Levy's not an idiot. He he must know that Kane's not leaving. Because otherwise he'd be it, he would have let him go. No, and what or would have like lined someone else up or would have bought someone. Yeah, do you not think? Do you not think it could be? another like another reason is to stop the dominance of Man City because I know that it, it's come out that Villa phoned Man United and Real Madrid to see if they wanted to trigger um, the Jack Grealish release clause I think it's a bit Man late City. for it's a bit late for teams to be saying we're going to stop Man City dominating no when... I know but it's it's just adding to the fuel isn't it it's like there's no competition in it no, I mean, uh, like, well, that's not even is, true, I mean, there though. is competition because the Spurs beat them on the opening day. So, I mean, there is there is competition. Yeah, they were also without many, many key players, though. Yeah, Kevin, nah, really. Like, they haven't won the Champions League. They won, they won the league last season, but the season before that, they didn't win it. So, like, you can't. Yeah, like, I think, uh, like, I mean, Chelsea, it doesn't like, matter Chelsea how good your team is. easily dominate the league like Man City have. No, exactly. I know. I know. <laughs> saying is is that there's a concern within the 19 Premier League clubs that Man City are just walking away with it and that is why Villa phoned Man United and Real Madrid to see if they wanted to buy Jack Grealish before giving the green light to Man City Do you not Uh, think they would have done that to raise the price more than anything? Well it was a release clause so why you can't raise the price (laughs) It was Uh, a £100 million release clause for any club that was in the Champions League at that time Oh, okay. I think you're being a bit too hopeful about the other clubs there, mate. To be honest, I think yeah, like they're not. Care, you know, I'm yeah, just, I'm like... just, I'm just telling you what's been reported. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shoot the messenger. Exactly. Thank, <laughs> yeah. thank you, Paul. <laughs> as much as I'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck uh, you two! <laughs> you know, I was getting, I was getting worried that there wouldn't be anything we disagreed on on this podcast because, like, for the first like forty-five <laughs> minutes, it's just been, yeah, I agree with you two. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone would have switched off after the first two games. Um, if you stayed with us this far, thank you. Um, I'm going to move on now to the the last game. There is obviously another game this weekend, which is kicking off quite soon. Um, West Ham six and- minutes. <laughs> 
West Ham and Leicester, but we can't review that one yet because it's not happened yet as of recording. Um, so we're going to review Arsenal nil, Chelsea two. Um, it's pretty dire for Arsenal watching that, wasn't it? <laughs> Paul, what are your thoughts on this vintage? One, yeah, vintage Arsenal, wasn't it? It's like you're starting to feel sorry for them a little bit now while laughing at them <laughs> simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> but like, do you get it? Like looking at Twitter or whatever, and you see all the Arsenal fans complaining that you actually kind of want Arsenal to do well. That's how I feel about the whole thing. I'm just, like, uh, I, I don't know, like because because they for me it's like Arsenal fans are a bit like fickle on on Twitter. I think like I always I always maintained when they were wanting Arsene Wenger out, it was sort of like be careful what you wish for because yeah. the, that man won three Premier League titles and you know has yeah. kept you in the top four, won you trophies and things like that. And you know if you get rid of him and you call for his head, like it's the grass isn't always greener. So I'm I'm, always, I'm kind of part of me is like Arsenal fans are sort of getting what they deserve, um, but at the same time, you know, obviously they're a massive club, so you would want the bigger clubs traditionally to sort of, you know, not let their, their fans down in the way that they do, or they seemingly do. Um, yeah, but part of me does just want Arsenal to do well as, as well. But it's really, it's also like, you know, I'm a sort of neutral to the Premier League, so I really don't care either way. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, right. it's quite funny to to, to watch because Arsenal fans themselves get so like, you know, worked up about, you know, like the Arsenal fan TV and stuff. It's just, it makes yeah. for great viewing. So if they were doing well, like it wouldn't be. <laughs> you wouldn't have that. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Back to the game. Like they don't, they didn't really help themselves, did they? It's, oh no! Yeah, it's just you can kind of just see it coming, and then it happens, and then yeah. yeah. Then, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. If you, did you ever watch The Simpsons? Yeah. Or or no? There's this scene where like Milhouse or Bart puts Milhouse in charge of a factory, and it's like. <laughs> That Bart turns up the next morning and he's like, the factory's falling, falling down, like collapse. And Bart's like, what were you doing? I thought you were watching. And Milhouse is like, I was watching. I watched, it started falling and then it fell. <laughs> and it's kind of like, Arteta, you're supposed to be managing. <laughs> but you just know it's going to happen. And then it happens, like right in front of your eyes. Like, That's got to be one of the best analogies, the most strangest <laughs> analogies I've ever heard. But you can just That's know it's going to happen, and it does. <laughs> Every it's time. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> I, I can't, I just like, to me, Chelsea just bossed them all game. And I, surely Arsenal fans weren't really expecting much against a very strong Chelsea side at the minute, uh, even stronger with the absolute beast that is Romelu Lukaku up front now. Like, he did outplay at, like, the Arsenal centre-backs. Mari got absolutely bullied um, for the, you know, pretty much every time the ball came into Lukaku, he's just held off anyone he wanted to hold off. You know, he's he's pacey, took his goal well. Um, He nearly had uh, a second goal, but Leno pulled off an absolute wonder save um, Mm -hmm. from short range, tipping it onto the bar. Um, I thought Reese James took his ball quite well as well. Yeah, very well. Um, I hope he has a good season for, for Chelsea as well because I like him as a player um, but Billy what are your thoughts on this game are you echoing the same as us of course <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, you just saw that Arsenal defence before the game when the lineups were announced and you just knew that it was going to be a nightmare game for them like Lukaku literally just had them on strings and I think next week's going to be a massive test for Lukaku and for Van Dijk, really, because yeah. you've got two yeah. massive units going up against each other. I think it's just going to be a fantastic game for the neutral. Um, but getting back to this game, it was it was only ever going to end one way, really, I thought. Um, especially as soon as you saw Lukaku starting as well. Um, and then, as you say, Rhys James um, had a pulled blinder, got an assist and a goal. So yeah, there's not really much more you can ask for as a as a Chelsea fan, is there? If you were a Chelsea fan, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very, very good day for them. Um, I think the only positive I can pull out of this for Arsenal is that their goalkeeper was wearing their away kit, um, which is a, a <laughs> yeah. trend that I would love to see happen more because uh, it happens in France and Italy quite a lot, but never so much in this country. 
But I think I think it's a good move. I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the main thing that I took away from the game. <laughs> to be honest with you, their away kit is so nice as well. It was just nice to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's smart. Smart kit. Mm. It works well as a keeper kit. Exactly. I think more, more teams should follow suit and do that. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, if you're an Arsenal fan, yeah, it's it's pretty bleak. Um, they're, they're at Man City as well, aren't they, next week? Yeah. They're playing yeah. Man City. So yeah. you're looking at three defeats. Three losses. Three, and that's that's relegation form, if you ask me. Um, yeah. So I'll be absolutely devastated that I don't get to go to Arsenal away next year when Kov get promoted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I end up, end up at Norwich when they survive. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> Um, yeah, no. Honestly, we had this. We had these conversations, like these kind of conversations last year. Like, or could Arsenal get relegated and stuff? And like, mm. you know, we were sort of like, oh, it might happen. It might happen. And like, realistically, I don't think it will happen. Um, no, but <laughs> it would be amazing. <laughs> it just—I'll um, tell you what. It, it although I do like Arsenal, I've got a lot of family that are Arsenal fans. Just for the meltdown on Twitter and in the fan base, it would just be really funny to see. But also kind of sad as well, though, to see how such a such a giant club has fallen yeah, that far. Over the space but, of 20 years, yeah. Yeah, but it also yeah. goes out to the other big clubs now to, you need to be aware, because <laughs> this could, 20 years down the line, this could be you kind of thing. Arsenal, when they won the Invincibles, you wouldn't be saying in 15 years' time, that they're going to be <laughs> this bad, would you? Yeah. It's like... Yeah, no European football, that's all. Yeah. yeah. It was. It would have been unthinkable back then, yeah. Um, but then again, you know, saying that Man City will have five Premier League titles, or, you know, however many it is now, <laughs> at that point, would also have been unthinkable. So, um, it is... It just shows how, th- how game, quick things can change, isn't it? Is, it is, yeah, it is. Um, oh, I was going to say something, then I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, so they've... Um, They've they've kind of signed their own uh, death notice as well, haven't they? By signing Aaron Ramsdale, <laughs> yeah. three relegations in three years. The grim keeper, ten, ten million pounds per relegation. You should <laughs> you should be going near him at all. Right, like, should just be alarm bells going I on. Think, I think it would have been a better a better move for Aaron Ramsdale to stay with Chef United. And yeah, get him game time. Prove himself as an actual good yeah. keeper because he's had two seasons, two relegations in a row in the Premier League. Like, yes, moving to Arsenal is is probably you know an opportunity he couldn't really turn down, especially if they're gonna if they're telling him he's gonna be the number one. Um, which would you spending that much money on a keeper? You would expect him to be the number one as well. Um, they also spent twenty two million on Leno. <laughs> Who pulled which off is still the a lot of money. Yeah, it's still yeah. a lot of money for a keeper. Yeah, and, and like Leno's not even that bad a keeper. Um, Certainly not bad enough to warrant Aaron Ramsdale coming in and, and taking mm. the, the number one jersey off him. Unless they're um, thinking that it could cause competition and take their games to the next level, maybe. But I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Just going to have I mean, to wait and see. It's one of those, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> it's, uh, if I was Aaron Ramsdale, I think you could also see a lot of benefits from staying with Sheffield United in the Championship and having a good solid yeah. season. And looking to bounce back, I mean, they've had an awful start to the season in the Championship, but with Ramsdale and goal at Championship level, potentially, you know, that could have been very different. You, know, you could um, keep them in the league. <laughs> Just about, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so it's an interesting move, uh, but, you know, their transfer business is is always questionable, isn't it? Uh, yeah. But, I, you know, I like that they brought Martin Odegaard back to the club because I do think he's a good player. Um and you know, hopefully they can get the best out of the youngsters like Saka. Um, otherwise, I feel yeah. you know if they continue to not qualify for Europe, those players will will be off. And yeah, you know, yeah especially if, if, if into the, mediocrity, aren't they? Yeah, if the likes of Saka and Smith Rowe continue on the potential trajectory that they are currently, it's like in two, three years' time, maybe if or even. One year's time, Arsenal don't finish in Europe. These players could be thinking, "Well, look at look at Arsenal now. They're not this. They're not the side of old, and they mm. could they may want to want to leave." But I don't know. It's all depends on. It's a long season ahead, isn't it? Um, I don't think they're going to go down. But will they get Europe? Probably not. No. No. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather see a, a team like West Ham, you know, get into Europe than. Than Arsenal, to be honest, you had the opportunity to say Villa. Then, 
Uh, purposely just to say that. <laughs> no, I'm not going to, I don't want to burst your bubble, Billy, but I did that on purpose. <laughs> um, has anyone got any final thoughts before we wrap up, boys? Not really, mate. No, not from me. Oh. No, right. Let's all go and watch uh, West Ham Leicester and uh, enjoy <laughs> what should hopefully be a good game. Um, thank you all for listening to uh, the Total Screamers podcast. We're going to be back as soon as we can, really. I'm not sure what our next podcast is going to be. But in the meantime, obviously, you can check out Total Liverpool. Uh, Billy is starting the Total Villa or Total Villains up soon yeah. as well. And I'm doing the Total Cov blog on the website, if you fancy giving that a read about some uh, proper football. And uh, <laughs> thank you very much for listening. Once again, um, be sure to use our code SCREAMERS20 if you do venture onto Manscaped and buy yourself some male grooming products. Uh, cheery bye. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.